jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Ah, here we are. Post-Thanksgiving. Post-Thanksgiving, I am stuffed. It's a post-Thanksgiving world. We all are uh, suffering from tryptophan overdoses. Yeah. However, in Suspiria news, which is what our people tune in for. (laughs) Come on, everybody. Ding, 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 ding
but amidst that sea of terrible writing about Suspiria, um, which, like I said, is all coming from dudes. I was blown away when my friend Suzette the other day just said, like, wow, I really regret that straight men are able to watch Suspiria, and I wish there was a way we could have kept them from even finding out about it. And I agree. But w- one of them actually wrote a really great piece about it. The only good piece of writing I've read about it. Um, it was from the Huffington Post, and it was an ode to Tilda Swinton eating the chicken wing in Suspiria. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my mom had told me about that. Because she obviously hasn't seen it yet, but she keeps up on all the gossip and all the news. And I've talked about it so much. And she was like, all I know about it is that Tilda Swinton eats chicken wings. (laughs) I was like, like, yeah, that's true. She sure do. Because she had read that. So there you go. But And like even that article kind of breaks down how it sets up the dynamic of... um, Susie and Blanc's relationship Hmm. and yeah I just love it I love it it's yeah so this is all to say chicken wings homosexuals it's all there it's all there gosh it was so gay I'm gonna have to go back again a few times I'm gonna I need like a number five yeah I do I just got the soundtrack too even though like and this is so weird because I'm historically I'm not a Tom York fan um but I just love his soundtrack for this so much and I like, I, I got it, I got the vinyl, I put it on, like, the song The Conjuring of Anka came on, and I just started crying in my house, because I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking about Jessica Harper and her face, and how much I love her, and... Yep. Yeah. Oh. oh, gosh. Wow. I may never get over this movie. I think it's it's one of my very favorites for a, a, a long time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every episode from now on is going to have Suspiria top of the news hour. Bing, 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 bing. Because there's so much to talk about with the movie. Like, there's just there so is. much there, and I'm not done seeing it. I'm not done listening to the soundtrack. I'm not done thinking about it. So, you know. And people aren't done hearing us talk about it. That's right. So if you don't like it, uh, I'm sorry. Please keep listening. (laughs) 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 (sighs) And here was a thought. All right, this is a non-Susperia thought that I had. What? I know. I had just one. and, And this is it. Do you remember those commercials for that stuff called Head On? Head On? Yeah, it was like probably around 2008, 2009. There were these commercials that were really creepy and weird. And it was just a woman with this like stick of stuff rubbing it on her forehead. And the, okay. <laughs> and the, the commercial just went, Head On, apply directly to the forehead. Head I'm on, looking this up and apply- it, it, it's... <laughs> Yeah. Literally a picture of a woman with like a glue stick pressed to her yeah. eye and it says apply directly to forehead head on. That was all the commercial said and everybody was like, "Did I just dream that?" It's like a it's like David Lynch futuristic computer mate. Like who knows who actually made that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was thinking about it as you do. Head on, apply directly head to on. the forehead. Head on, apply directly to the forehead. They just say it three times or something, and then the commercial's over, right? So I was thinking about it, and I was like, was there a low-budget horror movie at the time? Like, 
like a full moon kind of thing. You know, like some Charles Band shit, like Ginger Dead Man 12 or whatever. I'm evil like, Bong. Yeah, Evil Bong 2, the rebonging. <laughs> the rebonging. <laughs> like somebody must have used apply directly to the forehead, right? I feel like they had to have this because like just this whole uh, image that I'm looking at, it, it looks like some like this could be the ring, like the video that you play. <laughs> Head on, apply directly to the forehead. I just, and all of that was just to, because I was wondering if that was used by like a smart alecky killer. I could almost, like knowing what I know about Chucky now, I wouldn't say Chucky, but before we did this show, I would think maybe Chucky would do it. Like stab, stab somebody in the head and then say, apply directly to the forehead. Because you know how like bad lines (laughs) like that like to be topical? I don't know. You know, Chucky could have done that in like Seed of Chucky or something. Or like a leprechaun or not even leprechaun, but like the leprechaun wannabe Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like that kind of movie. I could just see it happening. And so if anybody knows that it did in fact happen, please tell me. Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. (laughs) Yeah, like stab. (laughs) Apply directly to the forehead. Like, (laughs) right? Like... So this was your one non-Suspiria related thought? (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving! Yeah, that was it. That was it. I'm so proud of you. I I endorse and support this message. I mean, because if no one else has done it, I think my job here is clear. (laughs) Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. I mean, it's just, it has to be out there somewhere. It's gotta. It has to. Has and if it's gotta, not, it's got to be fixed. Yeah. Oh, I will. To the forehead. Yeah, exactly. You'll have wow. to watch the commercial like when we're done here because it's so trippy. Yeah, and then I'll get a call after that just says... <laughs> <laughs> ring, ring. Apply directly to the forehead. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> and then seven days later, a glue stick appears. Yeah, just next to my head. <laughs> that's good stuff that's beautiful i also keep it topical clearly you do you are you are you're you're a sea captain steering her ship (laughs) right into the rocks right into the rocks (laughs) (laughs) apply directly to the rocks (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) yep well that about catches me up from the last episode so that's what you did. <laughs> well, it was a holiday weekend. So you know. It was. It was quite the holiday weekend. I watched Blood Rage in the theater and I had the best time. Oh, God. that's. I watched it. I We watched it on Thanksgiving. Oh, I so, love that. It's so great. It is just so perfect. I I truly love that movie. Yeah. I had, had the best time. And it was great because most of the audience in the theater hadn't seen it. Yeah. And so it was just wonderful to hear everyone screaming throughout the whole movie. Like, especially anytime Louise Lasser is doing any of, like, between the 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 15 scene phone call, <laughs> yeah. when she could this just go next door. This is a real emergency. Operator. <laughs> and Terry, put on a sweater. It's cold outside. The blue one. Like, what a gift. Everyone just went nuts, and I was just in heaven. It was oh, great. Oh, man. I would love to see that in a theater. 
Oh, that's why you need to be in the the other Portland. The other state. Portland. Ay, ay, ay. Where the Suspiria flows freely. What <laughs> we watched some stuff on Thanksgiving, and then obviously I've watched some found footage because we're supposed to talk about found footage today. It's a found footage free for all. Woo! Yep. I love found footage. Here's Me the thing. too. We're both so apologists completely. Huge found foot. Huge, huge found footage apologists. Everyone hates found footage. I don't know what my deal is. Maybe it's like I like being placed in the movie, sort of. Yeah. Like a like I'm in an on the rails shooter. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm living well, my and- own house of the dead. I find it inherent, even the worst of the worst, there's some parts of it that get me because it just, the the limited field of view yeah, is scary to me. And it's so, it's so, I don't know, it can be rough for me to actually sit down and commit to watching a movie some, all the time. Um, I don't know what this is, what my, my, what my deal is, it's just like, I have to be, I have to see the trailer, I have to be in the right mood, I have to have the right amount of time, and wow. then I'll sit down, I'll put on the film, I'm really fussy about it. Found footage? Like, I'm like, oh, it's found footage, and I put it on, because wow. I don't know why, it's just so much easier for me to watch, I think because I know it's probably going to be trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I and also, you know, I think it all for me really dates back to the Blair Witch Project, which melted my mind when I was a teenager and first Me saw it. Me too, as an older than a teenager. Well, that's fine too. <laughs> as a Golden Circle senior. <laughs> I <found> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blair Witch just like, it was so wonderful because nobody knew really that it wasn't real. I will never forget sitting in my room and I have MTV on. And then what happens? MTV news, Serena Alchu alive. And she's like, <laughs> and she's there with her hair, her like Susan powder haircut. And she's talking about how this like tape was found and it's going to play at Sundance or something. And nobody knows why the FBI would let this footage play at Sundance. <laughs> and then she's like, here's a clip now. And they show the scene where they run screaming out of the tent. Mm. And I can still remember, like, my blood just turning to ice. Like, I was so scared. So I I got my mom, and I was like, you're taking me to this movie. (laughs) Listen, bitch! Yeah. (laughs) Listen! There's a new sheriff in town! (laughs) And her name is Ellie Kedward, and she was killed as a witch, according to the Sci-Fi Channel documentary that I watched that was really scary. The Sci-Fi Channel documentary or faux documentary that they released in tandem with it as their promotion, like Curse of the Blair Witch, yeah. was actually like more terrifying than the movie to me. Um, yeah, and then I saw it opening night, day, whatever, and I have been hooked ever since. Yeah, there was nothing. It's too bad that nothing like that can really happen ever again. Oh, yeah. It was such an anomaly of its time. It was such an anomaly. Like, I saw it opening night. They did a midnight. I lived in New York at the time, and they did a midnight showing, which isn't so rare nowadays. But then, when that movie came out, it was still pretty rare. Yeah. And they did a midnight showing opening night at the Angelica. And in the lobby, they had all of these display cases full of props from the film. So they had, like, but they didn't say, like, you know, this is a prop. It was like, here's Heather's journal. Here's the camera they used. Here's a canister of 16 millimeter film. Here's all this stuff. And it was all dirty. 
and it looked really authentic. <clears throat> and then I knew going in that it was fake because I had visited the website at that point yeah. and like read an interview or something. So I knew. But so we watched the movie. Everybody's blown away. And then on the train on the way home, my friend asks me, so did they recreate the footage that they found buried under the house? Or was that the actual footage they found buried under the house? Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, I don't want to burst this perfect little bubble you have. But it was fake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's like I remember on being on America Online in my chat rooms and <laughs> and people people like saying like oh no man the the heather and josh and all those people that they hired to do the late night shows are all actors and they actually did get killed and blah 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 and it was it was kind of so funny how they also used that was the first time the internet was really used to market a movie. yeah yeah and like i remember spending so much time on that website and i'd have to like turn down the audio because the scary like sound of the forest would freak me out too much yeah <laughs> like, yeah i just it's you couldn't do anything like that again you just couldn't no. everybody's too no. i mean the internet is just too preventative and everybody's too cyn- we're all too cynical now yeah we've seen all the ad campaigns yeah we've seen it all you know I don't know. I I do have some friends who have hate. Like it is. That's a divisive movie. Oh, so many people hate it. So many people hate it. And I had a friend who didn't like it. It didn't work for her at all. And she had a theory that it was. Did you interact with the woods a lot when you were young? Oh. <clears throat> like were the woods a source of scares and urban legends and all that for you at any point in your life? Because she grew up in Las Vegas. And she's like, oh. the woods don't mean anything to me. Like, they're not scary. They're pretty. Okay. Yeah. See, for me, it's like uh, when you're out camping and mm-hmm. and it's like pitch black outside and you just hear shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's terror. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I grew up playing in the woods, you know, like and there were always the urban legends about people living in the woods and scary shit happening. So, yeah. Yeah. We had Bigfoot and everything over here. <laughs> oh, that's so true. It, yeah. Yeah. It was like, um, oh, terrified of the forest. So that's I, like, I mean, I, the country in general, even country houses. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's something to her theory. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Could be. But also, a lot of people just don't like shaky cam. Yeah. And that one's got some shaky, shaky, shaky. But I feel like it makes sense because they're running for their lives holding cameras. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like every, every that's the thing. Okay. So, I mean, we could make a found footage movie right now. Oh, let's do it. Because it's like, okay, so we're going into the woods for three days because we're going to investigate this haunted thing. It's a haunted thing. It's, it's a really haunted scary. thing. And Jeff here has his camera. Oh my God, Jeff, stop with the camera already. Jeff, will you stop filming? You're such a nerd. <laughs> oh my God. So they're in the car and like, oh, look, there's a thing on the side of the road. Mm, this is so, we're friends. We're friends <laughs> going to a place. <laughs> we're friends who hate each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeff, oh my God. Is he Jeff, ever going to stop? Jeff, put the camera. Oh uh. my God. Okay, so here we are at the woods where we're going to investigate the haunted thing. So here's the legend of the haunted thing. The thing is now haunted. Somebody died there. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so scary. So, But we're not, you really think we're going to find anything? I mean, come on. That's just stupid. That just happens in movies. <laughs> wink, wink. Ugh. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, my God. What was that? 
Oh my god, is that a goat that just ran by? <laughs> it's Sorry. just a goat, Tammy. <laughs> we gotta film this. There's goats out here. Come on. <laughs> Don't stop filming. Film everything. Yeah, film everything, Jeff. Someone has to know about the goats. <laughs> I hope the goats are okay. I wonder if they're hungry. <laughs> Oh my god, you're always so concerned. That's because I'm a legacy level member of PETA. (laughs) Oh my god, did you see that? Oh my god! There was something over there behind that part of the tree! Yeah, like the part of the tree that's still there, there, but isn't there, but like the thing that's just like (laughs) ran by. And then the camera goes. And they were never found. <laughs> that was a really good movie, Stacy. I mean, honestly, put some visuals on it. Yeah, it's. I have seen that movie 250 times. <laughs> yeah, so long as there is, explain to us what you're doing. Uh, the person has the camera always, and that is so annoying for everybody because they just won't stop. Now you're it's so annoying. You're on your journey to get to the place in a car, so we need the car footage. Then you get there and you're fine, and then you start to not be fine, and then everybody runs, and the camera shakes back and forth, and then there's like an abrupt ending, and then the camera falls. Yeah. For some reason, the the digit because uh, 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 originally like Blair Witch, they're working with film, but nowadays they're working with phones or with uh, HD digital cameras. And for some reason, there's always this weird digital feedback that doesn't actually happen in cameras. <laughs> and in every movie, the scarier it gets now, the more degraded the footage goes, and people say, "Hey, what are you?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's why Blair Witch was so great because, like, towards the end, when they're looking for Josh and then Mike and Heather get separated, and she's got the camera, but Mike's got the microphone. Yeah. And so you see what she's seeing, but you can hear her from, like, far, far away. And it's weirdly, like, um, dis- discombobulating and discomforting. Yeah. Man, Blair Witch is so good. Oh, it's so good. I always think about how they film that and how what a actually terrifying experience that might have been. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, they just dropped those three actors in the forest and then would just, like, leave them notes every morning. They'd leave them then... notes and, like, fuck with them at night. Yeah, and, like, I, like at one point, I guess when they run out of that tent in the original, um, after they hear the children playing outside or crying or whatever, it's yeah. really scary. Like at one point when they're like, "What the fuck is that?" What the f-? like? It was one of the filmmakers wearing like an all white bodysuit, just running alongside them in the forest. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. So you just see this blur of light, but in the pitch dark, you don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. Ugh. So scary. So scary. So sc- oh, and you can also there is the like <laughs> subgroup of found footage films where the reason they're in a bind is because a career driven woman has been too career driven and has made bad decisions and now they're all in a bind and so the men in the group will give her a good dressing down and she makes her tearful like confession which goes all the way back to heather which goes back to heather so much of it was um yeah that was that yeah there i never thought about found footage and gender in terms of 
Yeah, it's mm-hmm. almost always working out like an overtly ambitious woman yep. that goes behind the group's will somehow or lies to them about something. Yes. Wow. They reluctantly go along and then she gives her like contrite, broken down, like I was wrong and all the men, they were all right. I should have listened to the testosterone. <laughs> Why did I want to have a career? Why? I guess I don't need an equal wage for equal pay. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mike kicks the map into the river. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's laughing about it. Yeah, which is one of the like worst. Like, I know they had to get rid of the map somehow, but... Kicking it, into, kicking it into the river. It's just like know, that right? never sat well with me. Like, you, and then, you just wouldn't do that. And then Heather yells at him and she looks like a what? A bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's all her mm-hmm. fault there. Why can't she just be cool and laid back like Josh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm a sucker for it every time. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'll <laughs> eat it up. I'll keep watching him and watching him and watching him. I'm sitting there with my popcorn. I don't even like popcorn. And I'm just going, nang, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't get enough. Yeah. Get, if you can, get some uh, night vision footage in there. Oh, always. Especially especially like post-record. Yes. You need, a, you need an entire night vision final sequence in every single one of them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like Blair Witch was a phenomenon, but didn't really seem to kick off the genre too much. I think it was Paranormal Activity. Activia? I, I, almost Paranormal said, activity. Yeah, I almost said Paranormal Activia. <laughs> Where ja- it's just Jamie Lee flying around the room. And she's Shitting just like, everywhere. Yeah, she's like, no, I actually really like the new Halloween. I'll only come back if David Gordon Green directs again. All the other sequels suck. And she just keeps shitting and launching herself through the air. (laughs) Three Queens was a mistake. (laughs) H2O was bad. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, Paranormal Activity, I think, is the one that really catapulted it. Because everybody saw profit in it it was like Blair Witch was kind of an almost an artistic phenomenon if that makes sense and then Paranormal Activity it was like he made that for like $30,000 and it earned hundreds of millions of dollars yeah 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 and so everybody including like the major studios were like hey we could do that spend no fucking money on this movie and earn a shit ton well and then wasn't that wasn't Paranormal Activity like the first Blumhouse or like Jason Blum produced no, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I don't I think... keep up with him as much as you do. Well, I just hate his face. <laughs> <laughs> so I hate follow him. Yeah. <laughs> it probably was. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but that movie was so huge. But yeah, it seemed like it started off the new like mini franchising of horror. Like post, what, what year was that even? Was that like 2007, 2008, 2005, 2006? Somewhere, somewhere in that in that nebulous time period, yeah. I will say it was a, a, a breath of fresh air post all the torture porn. Oh yeah, I like it. I mean, I don't, know if, I don't know if it holds up for me. Like it's not going to scare me anymore, but I really liked it. I do remember there was a midnight showing here of that at the this old theater by my house um, at the time. And all the chairs are super creaky in this theater. So wherever you're at in the theater, you just hear <laughs> all around you. <laughs> um, but I went to this midnight showing and it, it, nobody moved and it, everyone was just silent. And 
the sense of dread, like anytime like the nighttime scenes would come on. Yeah. Like, oh, it was a butt clincher for it real. It really was. Like, oh, what's going to, because your eyes are just like going all over the screen. Like, what's going to happen here? Yeah. It happened. So then um, I, I watched it again, like years later. And I was like, oh, this, this is just terrible. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not great. I don't think. Like, it's, there's some hilarious parts, like when the Ouija board just bursts into flames for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I got sucked into the sequels and I still have seen all of those ex- except the most recent one. But like the second one, the haunted pool vacuum. Are you kidding me? So cute. <laughs> I stopped after the one with the like uh, Hispanic family in the apartment. Oh, the 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 marked ones, the Latino. Spin-off. Yeah, that was the last one I saw. Yeah. So, but I like the, um, the, it, it really trips my trigger, the scene that everybody talks about. I think it's in part three where the camera is on the fan. Oh, and it goes, yeah. It keeps going back and forth. Like, that's the kind of thing that really gets me is that limited field of view. It gets me in like horror video games. A first person game is I lose my mind. So anything like that, where you're just expecting something to be there. Uh, yeah. So good. What's going to be there? What's going to be yeah. there in my yeah, face? I think- yeah, because what was there after Blair Witch and between Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity? I can't even really think of. Yeah, there were a, a couple maybe, but I think also what happened is technology became accessible. Yeah, yeah, and the ability to make these the super ability to make these things and edit them yourself at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, Blair Witch, they were shooting on fucking sixteen millimeter. Like, who could afford that? You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah cameras home cameras and all that so let's see oh yeah record was the same year as paranormal activity both 2007 Hmm. yeah so it seemed like those were really what kind of kicked it off again yeah well no what was no roy was what 2006 let's see i think no roy the curse was 2005 okay yeah so, I and mean, then we have. I like the ones that do something interesting with the genre too, you know? Like um, Lake Mungo, oh. which was 2008. Yeah, yeah. So it was like right after that's when everything took I off. I love Lake Mungo. Blair Witch, Lake Mungo, and Record or Wreck are absolutely my three favorites. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're so. I. <sighs> I, I will never forget the first time I saw Record, it was like. I think I actually just saw some of the end sequences on YouTube. Like somebody linked them on some website and was like, I don't know what this is, but I just stumbled on this footage and it's really terrifying. <laughs> and then I was, I was just watching that, like the Medeiros girl wandering around the room. Oh. And I didn't even know what it was. And I, at the moment that it was, it was once again, even though this was now like grown up me watching it on my computer versus little baby me watching it on MTV news. <laughs> it, it was that same sense of like, that faux reality of like i feel like i'm watching something that i'm not supposed to be seeing yeah and record oh once i finally got it it's just it's so well done and it's so it also starts off with like a cute like this is a news broadcast and this is Mm -hmm. her late night show and she just has to fill time so she's with the fire department and like oh man what if she just hadn't done that assignment (laughs) yeah well i mean it's so well first of all like it wasn't released stateside for a really long time yeah like a really long time and so i had kind of heard about it 
And somehow a final girl reader had it and he burned a copy for me and sent it to me. Oh my God. God bless. Yeah. And uh, so, and it just blew me the fuck away because it's so expertly made. Yeah. That some of the stuff in there, you're like, how do I know there must be editing in here somewhere or they just rehearsed for like 10 years because it's like, it's so (laughs) intricately choreographed at times in that big apartment building. Oh gosh, it's just... <laughs> year year seven of rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, old lady, run at the camera. <laughs> yeah. It's so well done, and it's scary as shit. And Andela Vidal is a heroine for the ages that no one ever I talks about. Love her, and she's one of my favorite final girls. I love her so much. Yeah. Angela is is the shit. And she's amazing. She's the only character who's like, keep filming. People need to see this. And it's like, believable. For the yeah, situation it, they're in and the fact that even though she's doing fluff shit, like she is a journalist. And that's that's like when she becomes one. Yeah. She really I, I becomes also, one. And it's so not like Day of the Dead or Diary of the Dead or whatever, where it's like, people need to know about the zombies. Keep filming no matter what. It's just like, I don't know. There's a maturity <laughs> to Angela. We've got to tell something. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube must know the truth. <laughs> like there's a, there's a maturity to her or some or these characters or something. And it's just it's just wonderful. I love, and as as terrible as the sequels get with Record, I love that Angela comes back and we get to see more of her yes. storyline. And it was it just felt very appropriate what they did with her in the at least in the second one. And yeah, I mean the fourth one's real bad. The third one I like, but it's like practically a spinoff. But I like what they did. Like okay, so the third one takes place at a wedding, a giant wedding, and it starts out like typical found footage you see this wedding video and again it's just really well done it feels like an authentic shitty wedding video yeah you know just like with the captions and the way it's filmed and the music and all that and then shit starts to happen people start biting each other because the virus is on the loose again and somebody says why are you still filming because it doesn't make sense for that person to keep filming, really. Like, that's that's the number one thing viewers are like, oh, my God, why would you still have the camera? Like, put the camera down and run, you know? Yeah, get out of there. Get out of there. And so he says, why are you still filming? And he takes the camera and he smashes it. And from that point on, it becomes like a regular movie. That's kind of great, right? It's kind of great. It's really jarring. The effect, I love that. But... <laughs> I love all the times that the Medeiros girl shows up in mirrors and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. I am obsessed with her. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Oh, man. The ending, a bit of a bummer. Bit of a bummer. But it is record, so. Yeah. They are all bummers, pretty much. Yeah. The fourth one is just a bummer because it's just so bad. It's so bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the second one is, the second one is very much kind of like the aliens to alien of the original record. Right. Like, Um, I don't think we needed any sequels at all. No, the first one did everything we needed to do. Yeah. The second one was just like, here's what happens when we have shotguns. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a priest. And like, they, I like that they built on. Um, the other thing I love about Record is that is it's not like, it, well, in quarantine, it's super rabies. The terrible remake. I, never, I didn't see the point of seeing it. Oh, there's no point. It's shot for shot remake, but they just shift it. So it's super rabies instead of um viral demonic possession which i think is the coolest concept ever yeah well in the in record the first one you think it's some kind of just virus you don't know about the 
Yeah, until you get to that room. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, ugh. I think I held yeah. held my breath through that whole finale. Oh, so good. So great. And then Lake Mungo is like not at all what I expected from a found footage movie because it's very different in how it's done. Mm-hmm. It feels like a documentary. Yeah. About, I mean, well, you tell them what it's about. I don't want to always be the plot teller. Lake Mungo, uh, uh, Stacy, shirk your duties. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember because I had too much weed juice. Um, <laughs> Lake Mungo is about, it's it's about a, a daughter that goes missing, right, of a family. She uh, drowns. And, she yeah, dies. she drowns. And, and it's it's just sort of this documentary about, like, grief and 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 the sense of absence and then as it goes on we discover that there's like some footage of her maybe right is that essential that's essentially like monk yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like this family of mom dad daughter son go on a little day trip to lake mungo and the daughter disappears and then you know is found a couple of days later she drowned um, and so the family is kind of dealing with their grief and the son thinks he captures her ghost on camera. On film, yeah. And so they're kind of tackling that and it's just all of these family secrets come out. Uh, you don't know. Is it her? Is it not her? You don't know. And it just builds and builds and builds and takes all kinds of twists and turns. And it's just amazing. It's so well done. And then after, like, the whole film is so much, it's a dread piece, but it's so much, it's it's dread through, like, through loss and trauma and sadness and grief. And 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 it immerses you so much in that, that by the time they get to actually showing you the footage at the end, mm-hmm. like, you've already been through it. And then you're like, oh, now I just have to go put my head in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're tightly, by the time shit, ha- like, by the time the scene happens, you're so tightly wound. I th- yeah. I think. I was. Like, the first time I saw it, I really enjoyed it. The second time I saw it, I couldn't sleep because I was just oh terrified and it is one that it's it gets worse the more you think about it and it stay it's one of those films that like 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 um like session nine was one of those movies for me where it's like it really stays with you and like it's almost more effective after you've seen it mm-hmm. yeah i oh. think that's what it was is i couldn't stop thinking about it and i was terrified and so i like got out of bed and watched something else to try to take my mind off it you just put that head on commercial on loop <laughs> Applied it directly to my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's so the acting is incredible. Like you think it feels like a real family. Oh yeah, it feels like yeah. a real documentary. That is something that's really nice in films, and what makes found footage films feel authentic, and I think make them effective, is creating those real relationships, which is something we're always talking about on the show. Hmm. Hmm. Which uh, maybe leads me into I rewatched. I know I told you to watch it, and I rewatched oh, yeah. Evil Things. And yeah, I watched it last night. Um, I would like to issue a formal apology. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, here's the thing, Stacy. I don't think you have to fully apologize for Evil Things. Should we like? Give people an overview of this movie. Okay. So this is <laughs> Evil Things. 
Evil Things is from 2009. Um, didn't you say you got somebody like sent you a copy of this back in the day? Yeah, yeah. When I was heavy writing for Final Girl and I used to get screeners all the time, I get an envelope from the FBI. The FBI. And <laughs> they are asking for my help. To find these missing college students. They sent me a disc with footage and an official letter. From Commander Perez or whatever. Yeah, from Agent Perez. Yeah. Asking my help, I guess, because they knew I had seen Blair Witch. And I just imagine it's like a 7-Eleven envelope with the 7-Eleven crossed off and it just says FBI. Yeah. And so I get it and I put it off forever because I knew. I mean, I knew it wasn't real. You were just going to let these kids die. You weren't going to solve the mystery. That's right. And then I finally was like, I don't know. I I put it on and I watched it and I gave it a good review on my site. And I to the point I hadn't seen it since. Like I saw it that one time, wrote my review. And then you and I talked about doing this episode. And I was like, you have to watch Evil Things. And then I watched it again. <laughs> <for the show. laughs> and I'm like, okay. Was I, did I have a brain injury at that time? Was you weren't I, taking your head on. Was I, was I doing a lot of drugs? Had I applied too much directly to my forehead? <laughs> you you did. It's not good. It's, okay, it's, it's not good. It's not good. But, it's not good, but I, I don't think you need to fully apologize for it because the first half I actually liked. Yeah. Um. Be, because, and it's once again that thing of like, Oh, they actually seem like real people. That's what I think that's what stuck in my mind the most, because that was, I think, what I called out in the review the most was that these kids feel very believable. Yeah. They're they and not only do they seem like friends, they seem like real college students like they probably were. But it's like they have braces and little backpacks and spots on their face and like like they they drive out from New York City through a snowstorm to go to some like cabin for the weekend. Yeah. And and like along the way to the cabin, like there's this van that's just like an asshole who's like driving way too slow so they pass him and then he just like torments them and keeps following them and like drives by them in the diner and all this stuff. And um and then they get to the house or this cabin and none of the lights work and then they see a car pull up and they're like terrified and it turns out it's just like the sweet auntie (laughs) yeah it's her house yeah who shows up and she's like oh sorry i forgot to list this on airbnb and and get the the electricity running (laughs) and so it, it kind of it plays with you a lot and your expectations like oh my god this is the killer showing up to this country house which is something i'm terrified of like yeah when i when i see a country cabin and there are no curtains on the windows and That's, it is pink. yeah that gets me there this house it's a it's a nice house but it's like there are a lot of windows it's plopped mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere there are a lot of windows and none of them have curtains and that is scary to me it's pitch black outside and it is like so bright inside that house. Yes. And it, it, you just know that people are watching and then they keep playing with you where it's like, oh my God, is it the killer? No, it's just the aunt. Or, oh my God, we're outside and hear something and they, they run back and they, you think they're lost in the forest and that's going to turn into the Blair Witch Project until they find the cabin again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it keeps playing with you and then you get really nice things in it like 
the girl with braces who it's her birthday and they all surprise like they set it up like it's a scary scene but surprise it's your birthday and they make her the cake and she like cries in happiness yeah and like it had some really nice moments and then by the time the killer actually does show up like they just didn't i think they were so they had such a good build-up that they didn't know what to do with the build-up yeah because it just turns into a big mess yeah, where it's like, what, like three disconnected scenes of like somebody running outside the house and you just hear them scream. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, you know, there was, there was like no effects in it at yeah. all. Like not even it, a bad fake stabbing or anything. It, no, it starts transitioning to the killer's viewpoint then and his videotapes. And it's like all in that, just like you said, the found footage, like um, night vision. Yeah. Uh, And then. Like, we have him follow somebody in night vision. We have somebody run off. And then, like, the camera falls, everyone screams, and it's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it really ends with a splat. But even watching it again, I was, today, I was like, this isn't very good, but I do like these kids. And, yeah, until that point where they stopped making a good movie, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. well, I actually like, liked it. Because you're like, I didn't want anything to happen to them. Yeah, no, and at one point, Jason looks over and he's like, they're all probably going to die and I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And I was like, same, she's got braces and she's an adult. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. So I think that's what kind of stuck with me versus the fact that it just isn't good. But that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but until until I did not like it, I really liked yeah, the, okay. that the journey getting there so it's like but that's something that's still missing from so many of them is like actually creating that world that becomes believable right yes even if you don't have the payoff yeah you know? it does feature the one thing we forgot to put in our found footage film which is the oh my god we've been walking in circles oh yeah like that is such a found footage staple since blair witch of like this is the way we went are you sure yes because we passed by that thing because all of them are filming in the same like converted warehouse like yeah and it's just a loop well this one it was kind of like it's snowy you could just follow your footsteps back oh yeah but remember there were footsteps everywhere of oh right of animals those... wait well, what was the was that actually <laughs> now i'm thinking about this because because at the end i just i like forgot the ending but i just remembered it where it's like she sees the camera and then or no, she hears the guy through the night vision and she hears the like weird animal sound. Yeah. What was that? Was he like a, was he like an ape man or like a, de- <laughs> a was he a deer man? A van part- driving ape man. Yeah. Like, was he like, like a far side deer driving a van? <laughs> yeah. Like, like one of those deers dressed as a hunter, like from the yeah, far side. It's not really explained. Cause that reminded me of, um, oh, this was, was this also found footage that French movie, they or them? Oh, yeah, yeah. That one that was like, it was like half kind an hour of, long. Yeah. Where it's it's kind of a home invasion movie, but then it turns out, and, and you think it's like reptilian bug aliens. Yeah. But then it, it's just like kids with a kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all a little, it reminded me also of Juwan. That like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ghost noise, you know. So yeah, I, the, I don't know if they were like, yeah, if they were like, hey, that was scary in Juwan, let's make a scary noise. But this was like, <laughs> it was turkey people. It was just turkeys. It's okay. That's, actually, if you go on YouTube, listeners, you can watch my favorite found footage film. And it's just type in woman runs from turkey. 
<laughs> and it's literally like this like a realtor or a post woman or something and she's just running from a turkey and at one point she she locks herself in her car and the turkey circles her around the car and his head pops up on the other side like, <laughs> it, it's just like the scene in scream but it's a real life video of this woman being t- chased by a turkey <laughs> nice turkey people turkey people yeah so all right well i still apologize though because it certainly wasn't as good as i thought it was no but i'm glad you made me watch it. yeah <laughs> i'm glad i rewatched it too because i didn't remember clearly time I had... time was kinder to it yeah well and you know maybe maybe that was that movie was like 2009 or something so maybe you were still deep in that like mother of tears era apathy <laughs> that could be that, and I then was you're like, like oh my god characters i don't want to murder myself yeah, she's got adult braces and she isn't being tortured. She has, like she has braces and a little purple backpack. Yeah, I loved her. I loved her. She was twenty-one. I didn't believe that for a second. No, I was like these these thirty-seven-year-olds are <laughs> t- turning twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or I had a brain injury. Could have been. Could have been. I still blame the head on. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, you know what found footage movie I saw not well not too long ago, but J- Jason was like, "Hey, let's watch this movie," and I was like, uh, "It sounds awful," and we watched it, and I thought it was going to be the awful the whole way through, and I actually really liked it. Um, was it's on Shutter? It's Hell House LLC. Yes, I avoided that for a long time because that is the worst title of anything I've ever heard. Hell House, LLC. LLC. We are registered as a business. A subdivision of AOL Time Warrior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Worst title. Actually, a pretty good movie. Yeah. Really delightful. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to set up a haunted house in the Abaddon Hotel where this cultist, like, had his cult and then, like, people died or went sacrificed or went missing. Nobody's really sure what the storyline is there. And and look, we're building a haunted house, and it's cute, and the characters are cute, and and oh, scary haunted house. And then on the opening night, oh, we accidentally summon back the cultists and the devil, and we're all gonna die. Yeah. And terrifying mannequin. Mannequins are terrifying. There is a clown mannequin in Hell House LLC that makes this movie so upsetting. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it definitely was like low budget schlocky found footage film, but like the the way that they filmed that goddamn clown mannequin or just like would place him in the middle of a doorway that the characters had just walked by where he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It plays a lot with that camera focused on a thing, turns away, turns back and there's something new in the frame. And that thing, what's what's funny in found footage is like, usually it's a it's a person it, it turns back it's a little girl her face does the demon ghost face <laughs> yeah. and because, she runs away yeah she runs away or she runs directly at her screaming screaming <laughs> yeah. but in this like they turn back and it's just a mannequin just standing there yeah and then the, you'd like you're like don't t- walk near that thing because you don't know if it's actually a person dressed as a mannequin and it's gonna jump and grab you right that's the thing the eyes were really obscured so you couldn't tell and you know either somebody put it there or it got there of its own accord and i neither sounds appealing yeah oh i couldn't scary. recommend it more it's really unlike scary. 
unlike the sequel. Pile of shit, didn't even finish it. What was it called? The Abaddon Hotel Hell House LLC 2. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Um, Terrible. Yeah, Jason. Jason's like, hey, they made a sequel to Hell House. And it's premiering on Shutter tonight. So we go on. We're so excited. The same filmmaker and like one of the actors comes back yeah. and it is just a giant pile. I don't know what happened. I really don't. Oh, it was. I think I think green screen is what happened. Like, yeah, yeah, green screen. A weird tone happened. The first one was like, you know, serious and trying to be scary. And this one just kind of tried to recreate the same scary stuff, but the tone was off. And yeah. it just, it did, it had no subtlety to it. Yeah. Yeah. I just wasn't, wasn't a big fan. No. Yeah. And, and I actually did fall asleep at the very end. So I don't even know how that movie ended. <laughs> yeah, I turned it off. I was like, my life is too short. Yeah, it was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. So definitely, definitely a surprise in that I anticipated the first one, Hell House LLC, to be the second one before right. I saw the second one. Yes, yes. And then I was kindly surprised and then totally bummed by the <laughs> sequel. Yeah. Unforge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Forge. It was it was definitely no Area 407 where, <laughs> where where an airplane crashes into Area 51 and Area 51 is not full of aliens but of dinosaurs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which I can only recommend just by the sheer inanity of that premise. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> wow. So bad. So bad. Huh. I watched in anticipation for this movie you've talked about before, As Above, So Below. As Above, So Below. What did you think of As Above, So Below? I liked it. It really is a Tomb Raider movie. Isn't it seriously Tomb Raider? It's Tomb Raider. Like, and that's why I love the movie, because she is full on Lara Croft. She really is absolutely Lara Croft. There's finally a Tomb Raider movie that's pretty good. And it's, yeah, unlike all the other Tomb Raider movies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it did, there were things at the end that didn't really work for me, but I think yeah. it, it, I think it didn't capitalize on its potential to be scary. So uh, this woman uh, is like a, an archaeologist. She's like everything. She's got 25 degrees, college degrees. She's an archaeologist. She studies history. She studies alchemy. She studies all these things. And she's in search of the Philosopher's Stone, which was, I mean, it is Tomb Raider. It was her father's work. Her father was driven yeah. bad by his work and killed himself and no one killed himself him. just like Lara Croft in, in the remake like, series. To the point where you're like, is there like a copyright thing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's Lara Croft. And so she finally like, just, just call her Scarlet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Scarlet. I'm Scarlet. Because I have red hair. Get it? <laughs> Do you get it? Oh my god. And then all the French people are like, yeah, this makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. So she thinks she finds the Philosopher's Stone, which is a substance that can heal wounds and turn metals into gold and all of this. She finds that it's buried like beneath the catacombs in, in Paris. Which she discovers through uh, a series of, of of treasure hunting hijinks. Yes, in Iran. In Iran, and then and then where is she? She goes to a clock tower, and she just starts taking apart antique uh, tombstones of yeah, yeah, <laughs> like Sir Isaac Newton. Yeah. <laughs> so she figures it out, and a group of them go down into the catacombs to find this stuff. 
And I totally get what you're saying. It's it's. I like the movie as a treasure hunting movie because I just think of yes. it as Tomb, Ra- Tomb Raider the movie. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely it could be so much scarier, um, especially because they up that like there's like an this descent sort of element to it with the idea of, of the catacombs and like there's the same claustrophobia and like collapsing caves. Yeah, they pretty much there's that one scene that is from the descent where the guy's oh, the... trying to crawl through a narrow space and he gets claustrophobic and he starts to have a panic attack. Yeah. And then shit and... collapses like behind him. Like it quick, is... send in an Irish woman to go tell him a tomato <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah. Like it is the descent. Which yep. is fine. I love the descent, obviously. Yeah, same. And and it, it's so funny to me that it's also the descent because the original Tomb Raider remake game or reboot was also the descent at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Um yeah and and so it's definitely way more of like a treasure hunting uh like race against time movie than it is a horror movie yes um because they do go to hell briefly right (laughs) um which i actually love when they see the sign that's like abandon all hope ye who enter here and they have to crawl through their bellies or whatever yeah um i like all that but but it could be so much scarier. There's like that one part that freaks me out is when the the weird like Pope of Hell walks by with his triangle hat. Yeah. <laughs> Hell That's... Pope. Hell Pope. Hell Pope. Yeah, that Hell Pope LLC. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm Hell Pope. Direct apply, uh, apply directly to the forehead. Hell Pope LLC. Um, and I, 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 yeah. So I like that, but it could definitely be. It becomes more about like. Uh, it, the the thing where I got annoyed was when it's like, oh, that's the telephone from their house ringing. Oh, that's the piano from yes. their childhood. When every oh. scary thing was personal for someone in the party. Yeah, and it's like it's this is they're suddenly divorced from reality, and now they're in like a a, a weird like morality play. Yeah, which I guess maybe that makes sense that that's what hell is, but. Yeah, I guess I just was surprised by the end of it that it wasn't scarier because you're in the fucking catacombs. Yeah, you could have. They could have made it way scarier. It could have been way scarier, but I liked it. As a as a treasure hunting movie, I love it. Um, I love Scarlet so much. I love that she. I, I one of my favorite things is like, I like the ending of that movie because, um, it seems like one of those movies where just everyone would die. Yes. But because Scarlet is Lara Croft, she's just like, fuck this, runs back to hell, like to hell and back on her own and does the whole, like solves the whole thing in like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Becomes yeah. Jesus. And then is like, we're getting, <laughs> we're getting out of here. Yeah. Yes. That so. was surprising. That was very surprising. And then she's in Mother of Tears upside down cavern world. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Naked women everywhere. Oh, you know what? My favorite thing about that movie, actually, is the the ladies Satanist choir that's just like yeah. ch- chanting down there. Yeah, like that was creepy. Yeah, and that woman who's like always walking by and staring at them. And then you see her in the choir, too, and she's just staring at them. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's the way it kind of kicks off. And I guess I just was expecting more scary stuff, but that's yeah, right. like what's yeah? Where's the sa- Where's the Satanist choir in the in those final sequences? You know, right? I guess there were just weird people hanging out down there. And how did they get down there? And their robes didn't look all tattered or anything. If they're crawling through the same rocks, mm-hmm. yeah. You should. Well, I'm. Tweet, I'm glad you tweet watched the direct- it. The director. I'm going to. I'm going to say, hey, why are hey! all of your movies shit? <laughs> <laughs> 
Except as above, so below. <laughs> and why did you make that weird xenophobic movie with like Owen Wilson trying to get out of the scary Asian country during an uprising or whatever? Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. They also did Quarantine, so. Yeah. I, I feel like as above, so below is kind of a, a blip in there careers did they, do the, did they do the poughkeepsie tapes they did the poughkeepsie tapes so I that's never, how they I haven't seen that one that's how they got quarantine and then poughkeepsie tapes is really weird because it's like it was one of the earlier like found footage movies it was um, unavailable for so long because it was like too extreme it was too extreme but then when you watch it it's literally like it's basically like saw um but with a killer who like records everything and he's dressed like an old medieval plague doctor Mm. and so it just feels like a weird like victorian steampunk fetish thing for somebody (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've never even now that it's available it was like a movie that i always wanted to see because it was unavailable and then it became available and i was like "Eh." i think honestly i think it's like the last broadcast where it's like i will just always think of it as like a lesser nerdy found footage film made by dudes that i don't care about yeah yeah (laughs) I I mean so like, I still haven't seen it. So Yeah. I it's it's not very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm not a fan. There's a weird there's a weird fandom for it. I just don't get it. I think like if you think plague doctor masks are like wicked and like you I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well once I found out that it seemed like it was kind of tortury, then I decided no thank you. I think he even like I wanna say he like reads edgar Allan poe while he does st- i don't know oh, it's like christ it's one of those like it's just like it's like okay just go back to the convention nerd <laughs> like <laughs> oh gosh that's yeah. how i felt about that one so i said no thanks um do you know what movie actually one of my very favorite found footage movies um is another it's another spanish charmer like record um, I think it's Spanish, or is it, is it from, oh, I don't, is it Brazilian? I don't, well, anyway, we can, we can do the facts after the episode airs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Atrocious. Have you seen Atrocious? I did see Atrocious. I, all I remember is that I like it. Here's the thing. I'm going to stop remembering things because <laughs> I only remember certain, like, like evil things. Oh, I love atrocious yeah that was really great now it could be i mean you just said you liked it so it's probably not garbage but it could be you know but all i remember is that i like it so i'm gonna not remember anything anymore i think that is a great uh standard to commit to not remembering (laughs) um (laughs) yeah atrocious is like it's really enjoyable i like it because it's short it's like a 60 minute movie or 65 minute movie um which i'm like let's be real not everything has to be an hour and a half or two hours or god forbid like three hours like the only movie that ever needs to be long is suspiria because it's perfect and i should still be at the first viewing of suspiria it should still be going on it should still be going on yeah yeah Yeah, but found footage is generally like oh 70 minutes yeah and sometimes it's kinder that way (laughs) (laughs) and and atrocious is like it it has that really short runtime it's a family moves back to to mom's old childhood home which is out in the country and oh what do you know there's this terrifying like labyrinth garden out back and there's something to do with a ghost or like a killer 
And then there's a there's a big twist that kind of like High Tension doesn't make any sense, but it's really great. Yeah, I didn't like the twist. That's what I remember. But I liked the scenes where they're like lost in the labyrinth and running around. Yeah, when they're running around in that labyrinth, it is terrifying. And yeah. it, the movie, up until the twist, the movie does a really good job of like playing with what your expectations are of what they're running from. Yes. Um, and then it and then it gets kind of lame. But I still, more than anything, remember being terrified and liking it. Yeah. I liked um, it. I did like yeah. it. I did. Atrocious is a good one on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like I forgot about Cloverfield. I feel like Cloverfield was probably a big one in, in launching found footage alongside Paranormal oh, Activity. Yeah. But that was weird because that was like a big budget yes. anomaly. Yeah. Well, it's weird that some big budget found footage stuff is out there or like big budget people. Yeah. Like the Bay is what Barry Levinson, I think, directed. Yeah, Barry Bay, Levinson did that, where he's like, wild. he's like, "Hey, studios, I got something to pitch you. I'm gonna make a movie about <laughs> ecology." Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "What? No." It's uh, got found footage. Oh, sign us <laughs> up. It's got crabs. <laughs> you like crabs? I didn't hate that movie. No, I liked it. It 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 definitely felt more like an experiment. Yes. Than it did like a a horror movie, I guess. Yeah. I um, but it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I it it definitely was a nice entry in the environmentalist subgenre of found footage. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. hmm. And what else? Did God, you? So, did you watch Neroy? Did you end up watching that? I didn't make it to Neroy, but tell us all about it, Stace. Oh. I feel no, terrible. I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a great podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Anytime a movie is now mentioned, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I, I do not remember that. I'm sorry. This is just like every congressional hearing ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, what do you mean by movie? How do you define is? Yeah. <laughs> how, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall. I do not recall. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, found footage. What can you say? It's perfect. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's yeah. so terrible. Like, if I want to sit down and I want to watch something schlocky. Right. Right. I want to be ta- I want to be taken away to another universe. So maybe maybe I'll put on a movie like they're watching where I I just think, "Oh, wait, what? This is a found footage movie that's a parody of an episode of House Hunters International? Like my favorite show to hate watch, but it's a horror movie?" That was pretty fun. <laughs> and then it ends up just being this great witch comedy. Like <laughs> Yeah, I did not know what to what I got was not at all what I expected with that movie. Oh, I know. And it was so bananas that I really loved it for what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's such a refreshing genre sometimes in that it can really surprise you with things like that or yes. things like where you expect it to be terrible and it's actually good, like Hell House LLC. Um, I do have or- limits. I do have limits. I saw a trailer on, I probably should find it again and send it to you <clears throat> if I can remember. <laughs> can you <laughs> which i won't but i watched the trailer it was on amazon because they have so many like dollar budget found footage films on there it's crazy 
But this one, I watched the trailer, and it's like, a couple moves into a house. And the trailer was so low budget. The acting was so bad. It had that camera noise. Oh, wake up. Yeah, that, like, Texas Chainsaw noise that everyone's been... No, yeah, yeah, it had the Texas Chainsaw flash noise, which makes no sense. (laughs) Yeah, who's using 1960s flash bulbs? Yeah, and it was just, like, the acting was terrible, the sound quality was awful, and it was like, and their house is haunted. Poing! Flash noise. Like, (laughs) where are you going, Tom? Poing! Like, it was... I saw that trailer and I was like, life is definitely too what short. Was, what was the movie? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. Was this, was this the new Lion King trailer, <laughs> Stacey? It was the new Pet Cemetery. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you know what I think about besides head on? Here's the other thing I've been thinking about. This is totally. Oh. Let me just talk about something completely unrelated to everything. Yeah, Tell me more, Andy Rooney. This what have you awesome. been thinking about? <laughs> This is also why I want to stop remembering things, because what has been going through my mind for weeks now is that part in It where Pennywise does that stupid dance. Oh, that dumbass dance. stupid fucking dance, and it's supposed to be scary, I guess, and it's so stupid, and I think almost every day about how stupid it is. I, oh... I, oh, yeah, okay. I, like, do we just transition this into an well, it episode? Well, because honestly, because, <laughs> yeah, episode two, part two, <laughs> because of, I came home when I went to see Suspiria in Boston and we went back to the apartment and somebody asked me if I had seen The Nun and I was like, are there other movies besides Suspiria? No, I haven't <laughs> seen The Nun. Why would you even ask me that? And then they turned on the TV and pet cemetery i mean uh, it was on and i didn't <laughs> like it when i saw it and i got into an internet beef with some people because i was like it wasn't good and i hate the female character and what they do to her and they were like she was oh. so strong she no ju- she wasn't she jumped off the cliff first and i'm like fuck off why does her backstory have to be about sexual assault and she's been molested by her father her entire life why is she the one character who gets captured why does, why does she she have to be re- why does she have to be rescued with a fucking kiss like don't tell me she's great because she jumped off a cliff before the boys did so I fucking hate it and it was on the TV and it was at the does that, does that <laughs> dance and it just makes me so mad uh, I think you really said it all right <sighs> there oh my God. stylistically stylistically I liked it I liked um, the kids I liked uh, I really liked that little boy who was the the what's what's he's the little sickly child <laughs> i don't know i, I sound like an old victorian remember i liked the little sickly child oh, the, I liked the one who fainted a lot yeah and i liked um i liked uh i liked his mom and i liked the bully girl that wrote loser on the cast yeah <laughs> and i liked uh um uh, I really love the scene where they reveal that the the chubby kid has the new kids on the block poster on his door, and and Beverly like shuts the door so that the other kids won't see it and make fun of him. Yeah, um, I like those moments, 
But I hated what they did with Bev so much. And I did not understand why she needed to be the one that was rescued. I was like, are we really reasserting and reinforcing this kind of shit in 2018? Yeah. yeah. And, and what the fuck, what, what was that Pennywise? Like everyone loves this Pennywise. And it's so weird how horror fandom is like shipping him with the Baba Duke or whatever. I, that's I'm like, where I just kill myself. Like I'm like, just that no. maybe i maybe i hate bill Skarsgård because i tried to make myself watch that eli roth netflix show um with famke jensen because i love famke jensen oh the werewolf thing yeah where it was like he was the vampire boy and famke jensen's the vampire lady but they have a frankenstein kid but it's a werewolf a guy oh moves my into- god what is this the serials that come out at it's halloween it's, time yeah. Yeah, it's it's Booberry the yeah. musical. Yeah, here's my son Fruit Brute and my yeah. other son Count Chocula. Yeah, and, and Lily Taylor is just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I work for General Mills now. I'm one of the least celebrated and most uh, talented actresses out there, and I'm working for fucking cereal. Yeah, and then she rolls over, and there's like a computer bowl of cereal on her pillowcase. Yeah, it says, follow the chocula, Eleanor. Pour the milk, Eleanor. The milk. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I think I hated Bill Skarsgård on that show. And then I don't understand how he's this like character actor now that for some reason plays Pennywise. Pennywise wasn't scary. He, the part where he's waving around the baby arm was hilarious. Um, (laughs) That dance didn't make any sense. That dance. I'm like, they think this is scary. And I'm going to be an old person and I'm going to say the original, like Tim Curry's Pennywise is still terrifying to me. And I love him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, can you make the movie not sexist and not rapey? And can you just CGI Tim Curry into it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess we should be thankful they didn't include the gangbang. Well, now they're saying it's going to be in the second one. No. The ritual of Chum or Chu. What was it? The rite of Chu. I don't remember. <laughs> whatever, whatever they call it, where they all fuck her. Oh the the rite of Chu. The rite of me ripping my own face off, <laughs> throwing it in the sink like in Poltergeist. <laughs> and I made my mom take me to the bathroom because I thought it was gonna make me throw up when we went to see Poltergeist at the drive-in, and he threw his face in the sink. It's really gross. It's so gross. You know what, though? I'm probably going to see the sequel because of Jessica Chastain, because I love well, her. Well, exactly. This is what they've done. They did that on they... purpose because they knew I wasn't going to see it, and then they cast her, and I'm like, great, now I have to. Yeah, it's just like how they're like, hey, Anthony, you swore off all the X-Men movies forever because they all suck. Guess what? And I'm like, what? And they're like, Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you sons of bitches, you how filthy dick! you? <laughs> They use her like emotional blackmail for me. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's just like, can I just make Miss Sloan parts three again? (laughs) (laughs) Can I act in something? Like, she whiz. So anyway, those are my feelings about it. So um (laughs) That was a big rant. You know what? But I feel strongly about that stupid dance scene and I feel strongly about Bev. Yeah, Bev, that, it was terrible. And I had to listen to people on my Facebook be like, but she jumped off the cliff first so many times. And I was like, oh my God, shut up. No one cares. So annoying. So annoying. So annoying. And also, you know, I have that same issue with Stranger Things. Um, 
And it's like, it's once again, like all these little boys, whatever. They're like, and, and then in the second season, they're like, we should probably introduce a girl um, it, besides Eleven. And then like, even in that, it's Eleven kind of versus the Max character. Like they're really, they don't get along because there can only be one girl in the group or whatever. That's what pisses me off is it's like watching it. I'm like, it's a group of boys and there's one girl. Why do girls never get to do cool, fun stuff in these movies? No, and, like, what is it? Like, Summer of 84 is another... Like, Jason was talking about this. Like, he's saying he's sick of kids on bikes. Yes. Well, thanks, Stranger Things, for that, for bringing it back. And it... Because it... I mean, it was entirely, like, just because of Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They were like, oh, well, I forgot Stephen King actually did do original material. We can make another (laughs) one. Um, So, yeah, like, uh, that kids on bikes thing and how it's always these little boys. It's never... It's always little boys. Always. And there's a there's a great comic out there um, called Paper Girls, and it's it's written by dudes and made but mostly by dudes, but it's it's a whole group of four or five four um, paper girl like 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 basically they run around and do a paper route, and it's 1983, so it's the exact same kind of thing where they're trying to go back to that era, um, but they accidentally like get sucked in a time travel apocalypse and like <laughs> have to fight have to fight mutants and dinosaur people and like. Why aren't they making stuff like that? If they're so horny for kids on bikes and doing like Summer of 84 and Stranger Things and It and It Part 2 and blah, blah, blah. Like, can't you shake it up and make it at least a little fresh? Man, I don't know. I'm also, also next up on Andy Rooney. I'm (laughs) sick of the fucking 80s. Yeah, I'm so tired of it, especially in horror. It's like all the people who grew up watching 80s horror movies are now making horror movies. And so they're just like, I loved those. Let me make one that's set near that time. And I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over it. Did did you listen to the Faculty of Horror's newest live episode about Mm -hmm. House of the Devil? No, not yet. They like actually kind of pointed out like, this is all House of the Devil's fault. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. House of the Devil. (laughs) And then if you thought maybe it would go away, then It Follows would probably. Like, it wasn't set during that time, but it had that feel and that soundtrack. The stylistic vibe, yeah. And it's it's just, I'm just so, whoa, I can't even talk anymore. This is why I don't want to (laughs) remember. Is this not the the 80s? Remember, bring pain. But you know what I am excited for in the 80s, in the in the 80s future, future 80s, 80s, fake, 80, fake 80s, fake 80s future, 80s, 80s. <laughs> Are you broke? I make, I, corn cobs, sleepwalkers, corn cobs, <laughs> 80s future, no, sleepwalkers, Wes Craven? Don't make I'm me ex- remember. I'm excited for <laughs> all the, all the corn cobs that have been of Europe. No! Europe. <laughs> As she seizes. <laughs> I am excited for Wonder Woman 1984 mm. uh, because it's set in the 80s and because it's set in malls and because Kristen Wiig is the villain. <laughs> right. Yeah, that should be fun. And I, you so, know what? I mean, the first one wasn't great, but that Gal Gadot is a charmer. She's human she, perfection. She made that movie. Absolutely. She's, made that she's movie. human perfection. I love her so much. I, I had to see, you know, everyone on the internet was like, well, she was she was in the Israeli army. And I'm like, yeah, like yeah. mandatory because <laughs> she was a citizen born there. And that's a requirement. Um, you guys, let's, let's, let's cool it down let's a little bit. Let's choose our battles, please. Yeah. Let's, ooh. <laughs> so, um, 
<laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm going to say women in the 80s, yes. Everything else in the 80s, go to hell. Right. <laughs> yeah, children on bikes want, in the 80s, no. I want to see 80s ladies. I want to see, see 80s, 80s ladies at the mall. Fine. 80s ladies at the mall, like, well, the I want to see like, shoulder pads. Yeah, I'd be into that, but that's never what it is. 80s is just like, they try no, to recreate John Carpenter's soundtrack, and they put kids on bikes. Oh, you know what one was a piece of shit? Um, <laughs> one might even say it was a void. Uh, the Void. Oh, fuck the Void. Fuck the Void. <laughs> Everybody was jerking off over the void and then I watch it and I'm like, okay, let's talk about the women characters. See, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. People don't always stop to consider the women characters in it unless that's like a point of interest for the person in some regard. Do you know what I mean? Like, unless you're aware of it, it's like you just think oh this movie's it's like I just can't even talk the women in that movie were fucking shitty (laughs) why'd you make me remember the void I'm sorry I didn't like it I'm sorry Stacy I didn't like it and I get tired of seeing all these people say they did no everyone loves these shitty movies and why can't we just watch found footage movies with ladies in the 80s? That That's the found footage movie I want to see. Is like a, a gal gang of realtors. And they, <laughs> they go to the mall. They get their camcorder. And and it's literally, it's just them trying on outfits. <laughs> <laughs> and then they run for some reason and the camera yeah, is they, shaky. They run and shakes. All of a sudden it's night vision and the camera starts having digital noise even though it's like 80s camcorder. Yeah, and they're like, wait, didn't we already pass this, Claire's? No! <laughs> like, I swear we ran past here already because you bought those star-shaped earrings. It's a metaphor for the death of the American shopping mall. <laughs> exactly. Why don't we make that? That could be our first Gaylords of Darkness production. I am in. 80s, 80s ladies found footage oh my god amazing that that would satisfy a whole market that is like un that is us yeah that is us (laughs) if you want to sell two tickets you'll make this movie you could sell two tickets multiple times this is true i'd probably see it more than once i'd see it at least three times Mm -hmm. but i'd probably watch it for free at my theater so right that doesn't really count yeah, and it's, then I just cost my theater money. Yeah. <laughs> all the beer and all the M&Ms. Well, wow. Boy, the end lasts like 10 minutes. It really got my blood pumping. I know. Well, if you want to keep your blood pumping, um, I touched on this briefly in our last episode, and I feel like we should follow up on it because I didn't entirely know what I was talking about. Mm. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, When you brought up Contracted. yeah. And then, and then I, I was like, I just, like any person on the internet was just like, oh, I think that guy's a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and had no supplementary information. <laughs> yeah. But Stacy, you looked into Eric England. I did, I, because I wanted I, to know what was up. The director of Contracted, and I feel like this is worth talking about. Yes. Yeah, so Contracted, which I didn't like... But mentioned in our last episode. Um, so in April, an actress who's in Contracted, who played Nikki, the like punk 
girlfriend with the British accent for some reason or Australian accent, Katie Stegman. Uh, put out a statement on her Instagram about how Eric England and she were in, uh, I guess they were in a relationship and he was abusive in all manner of abuse. Mm-hmm. And it was picked up on like Dread Central and some horror news sites. <clears throat> and Eric England said, I will have a statement shortly. And then he just never said a word. Never, never, ever followed up on a it. word. No one followed up on it. I went on Twitter to check it out. And he he said that in April, never addressed it. His Twitter disappeared for April and May. And then in June, he just went back to Twitter. So he just like waited out the Me Too. He just waited out the Me Too by uh, turning off his Twitter account. No, I couldn't find any other sites that followed up on it except for one in like... I guess it was maybe March and like one site after it all came out, like a week later, they were like, we're still waiting for your statement, but people stopped talking about it. It wasn't mentioned anymore on Twitter. He had another movie come out with Sophie Turner, who's on Game of Thrones. And I guess like, it's just okay. Oh, this, yeah, this Josie movie. Yeah. But supposedly she like... (laughs) deleted all of her tweets to him and everything but she never i mean it's not on her to say something about this but she just kind of erased their twitter history together and stopped promoting the movie after all this wow yeah wow that's just like fucked up and it's weird that nobody really in horror is talking about this and and he's got stuff in development yeah he still has like two more movies like he just did that josie movie and then he still has hellbent and the sirens like in development yeah Um, and all um, his shit is like like has really bad women characters in it everything he's made like looking at the log lines for the stuff that's coming out it's more of the same kind of stuff and it's like i mean i didn't know about not that i know everything but i feel like i kind of know like i was certainly following me too and like you know I would have heard it. I had no idea that it happened at all. Yeah, and that that one kind of got swept under the rug. Yeah. And it's it's weird. I feel like, I just feel like, yeah, more people should be aware of it. I feel like more people in horror should be talking about it and um, not supporting this dude. Because <laughs> he literally, like, I mean, he, it's not even, when we get to these questions of guilt and versus accusations or whatever, like, he just has completely bypassed it. He and, completely like, it, bypassed it by disappearing for two months. Which to me, like, is sort of an admission of, of shit assiness. Yeah, to not even actually say anything. To not even say, oh, she's crazy. She's an unhappy ex. Yeah. And for a movie that, like, for he made a pretty well-known film that has a good level of fandom or, you know, had a, had an impact on some right. subgenre of horror. Like, it's just... It's yeah, just people, people know right contracted. Me. And it's like his... I mean... I mean, I the word is so corny to use, but like I thought that movie was super problematic in a lot of ways. Yeah, the fact that oh, yeah. she was raped basically, and they pitched it as a one night stand that went wrong. Uh huh. Which is that a surprise at all? Knowing this about the director who wrote and made that, right? Exactly. That's why in the last episode I was like, you know, maybe if that had been written by a woman. It might have been different and it had some bad gay stuff in it and it just like didn't sit well with me. And then knowing all of this, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Explains a few of those decisions, maybe. So now you know, dear listeners. Now you know. Now you know. Anthony wasn't just throwing it out there. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't just casually dropping a <laughs> maybe this person's a rapist, because I <laughs> 
I can't remember if it was Sleepwalkers or Wes Craven or a rapist, but I, <laughs> I know it was one of them. Ah, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, my blood's pumping now. Well, <laughs> I like that we started with just like a fun overview of our favorite genre. And then Pennywise made me mad. <laughs> Where did Pennywise come from? How did he get in your brain? He was just always there. What was with his voice? Like, his stupid voice when he's like, What do you mean? Oh, hey, yeah. I'm gonna, you wanna come down here where stuff happens and I dance? But then he would be like, at the same, but then he would switch as his eye like floats around to the back of his head and then he'd be like, Oh, hello, I'm Pennywise. And I just, <laughs> what's, why can't we all just be Tim Curry it and talk like Beetlejuice when he's trying to lure that fly to the Zagnut bar, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Georgie! Like, come on! It's so much more charming. <laughs> oh, it. Oh, it. Do we have a audience question? We do! We have a listener question. And listener question, that's what it's called. And, ding, 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 and ding, ding, listeners, ding. if you have a listener question, you can submit it on our Facebook page, which is Facebook slash Gaylords of Darkness. You can email it to Gaylords at Gaylords of Darkness. I will accept them on my social medias, and I feel that Anthony feels the same way about social media. Wow. Wow. You are just putting words in my mouth. <laughs> I know. Wow. We were just talking about consent, and then <laughs> Stacey just goes and shits all over me. I shit everywhere. I got my paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> H2O was a failure. <laughs> I just did it for a paycheck. David Gordon Green's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yes, slide it into my DMs, listeners. I'm happy to take questions. All right. So this week we have one from Jez. Uh, <laughs> 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 There's only one Z, but, you know, you have a Z in a name, draw it out. It's It's the law. It's the law. All right. What non-horror writer and or director would you like to see tackle a horror movie or at least a horror-ish movie? Oh, my God. This was really difficult because, like, everybody that I would say has pretty much already made one. Like Luca? Like Luca. (laughs) I'm not a big director lady. Like, there are plenty of directors that I like, but there's no directors that I'm so, like, horny for that I will... I'm more of an actor person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so-and-so's new movie, if they're an actor, I'll go see it. Like, I mean, we just talked about Jessica Chastain. This is true. You know, there's really not too many directors that I'm like that with. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, this was tough for me. What would yours be? Well... I said Todd Haynes. Oh, yeah. I mean, he kind I guess if you want to call safe a horror movie, that's pretty loose definition of horror movie. And um, he's really he's really great at experimenting with genre. Yeah. So I thought he could do something really great and it would probably have some wonderful women in it and it would look good and it would make me think and it would make me feel. Yeah. I said Todd Haynes, and otherwise, I didn't really have anything. Although I was thinking about Russ Meyer, and I was like, "What kind of horror movie would Russ Meyer have made back in the day?" Oh my god, it would have been perfect, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, 
that I mean, I can't even really conceptualize what it would have been like, but like like Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is almost a horror movie. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. 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 That's the thing is I keep thinking of people that have already done it. Like I'm like, well, what right. would it be like if Tarantino did and I'm like, oh, he did Death Proof. Or what would it be like if Luca oh, he did Suspiria. Yeah, or, exactly. Oh, that's difficult. I would go with you know, I would do like a one two. Um my favorite, one of my very favorite directors out there is Julie Taymor. Mm. Um, oh, but Titus, Titus is kind of a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Um, wow. Like, and, and all of her movies have really sucked ever since she did the Spider-Man musical on Broadway. Oh, boy. So, wow. Yeah, I would, I would want to say Julie Taymor just because I can't think of anybody. But you know, what I would actually like to see is I would like to see... But this person started as a horror director. I would like to see Catherine Bigelow go back to horror and see what she would do. Yeah. I mean, I thought of her too. And then I'm like, oh, but she made Near Dark. But but going, she made Near somebody Dark, going but... back to the genre, I think, could be interesting. Because she kind of became like the golden lady of Hollywood because she was the one woman that people knew her name. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't mean that as an offense to her. She's a brilliant filmmaker. But like she was what the first woman to be nominated for best director which yeah, is which is bana- film's been bananas. around for a pretty long time yeah, long, so long, so long have time. women you shut your mouth with your lies <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'd, I'd be interested in seeing Catherine bigelow go back to the genre um i think that would be nice i would i'd agree with that but otherwise oh yeah i don't know like maybe i don't i'm trying to think of stuff I really liked Itania. I'd like to see the director make a horror movie, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right, it's stuff like that. There's no, but there's no, like, directors that I'm super, you know, bonerific about. I think, I think part of my problem with that is I follow, the directors I follow are all horror directors. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or they've Versus... already, or anybody who I think of has already made one. So. Yeah. Like, Aronofsky, he did Black Swan and Mother, and those are both kind of horror movies. Right. Like, what? Yeah. What? Oh man, this is a really hard question. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. Huh. Okay. What we should have talked about, which we could talk about next time, maybe we'll make up our own question. Oh, dip. What actor or actress? I just say actor for everybody. Okay. You're an actor. Yeah. You're I, an actor. It's. It's. I. I prefer. I don't want to gender that. So yeah. yeah. What actor? Let's face it. We're going to talk about women. Probably. Act person. Probably. What act person would you like to see in a horror movie who hasn't made a horror movie? Wait, do we answer this next week or now? Well, I don't know. We could answer now, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, Mila Jovovich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. How exciting. Yeah, let's. Okay. I'd like to think about it, I guess. Yeah, let's save that one. I like that. Yeah. Put a pin in it, listeners. Put a pin in it. <laughs> They're anxiously. Yeah. What will they say? <laughs> I can't wait to find out. I'm just going to sleep the whole week. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Is it Wednesday? Oh, no. It's only Sunday. Oh, I got to know. I got to know. I got to know. <laughs> Can I have just a hint? Please. <laughs> I really hope we do have that listener who's got like briefcase ladies stuck to their wall, but the eyes are cut out. (laughs) (laughs) There has to be one. It's probably both of us. 
Yeah, it really is. <laughs> like, let's be real. With my shrine in my closet with <laughs> skeleton parts. Oh, I guess bones. I guess skeleton parts are called bones. Yeah, they call those bones now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have had it with your facts. <laughs> oh, that's the last thing I'm going to remember. Bones. <laughs> On that note, dear listeners, <laughs> please like would, and subscribe. What, please like and subscribe. Please don't let us disappear into the void of the void. Uh, <laughs> follow us and and on the social medias at Gaylords of Darkness on Facebook, and um, uh, you can just leave that. us a review. Yeah, yeah you can just leave, that. leave us a review somewhere, probably iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. It looks really, it we're, looks really we're cool. We're good at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can leave a review somewhere. You could cast a spell at night in your room. Tell your grandmother about us. Harness intention. Picture a blue, a blue force field of of calming light. (laughs) And then rate us a five on iTunes. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. Are you really? Well, the blue light. Your pack. Oh, okay. I was like, you're you're messing up our review. Our ratings are all fraud. <laughs> Just the blue light. Oh, well, it's the blue light special here tonight on Gaylords of Darkness. Woo! Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh- Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, ha, ha.